Blog Talk yes. Radio. Yeah, hey, what's up, my man? All right. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. All right, already the show goes on, on all night. Every morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? What up, everyone? That's episode is uh, Radio. We are uh, joined tonight by uh, Mike Jordan. Mike uh, played at 10, uh, also, you know, 11-year career overseas, and really great to have him in. Uh, we want to give a special shout-out to our producer tonight, John uh, DJ John Hunt, LLC. Uh, yeah, what's going on, Kev? I'll put all the information up. And uh, we'll try to figure out, listen, the, um, the first thing, and, you know, Mike, like, it's crazy because we're talking a little bit before the show and, like, the Internet's fading in and out. I feel like this yep. whole entire thing just created, like, a clusterfuck of just complete, like, Wi-Fi terror. <laughs> now that I'm trying to, like, get everything going, I'm like, this is just not. So if I could cut out yeah, a little bit, you know. There's been a lot of technical difficulties lately uh, watching me. Babyface versus Teddy Riley battle twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Teddy's Teddy's side was kind of messed up both times. So, you know, it happens. That, that's and it's crazy. Like the and I feel like there's so many things going viral these days just because you know n- no one else has shit to do. So like there's just like crazy things people <laughs> are like do this, do this and all of a sudden it's like this big thing and everyone's watching and. And Mike, kind of going into this because you, you know, specifically uh, dealt with this personally as you, you know, tested positive for the coronavirus and had to kind of go through that. <laughs> you know, this was early on, but it was definitely still scary for you. Yeah, we, um, I, I actually, you know, I thought we we thought it was a flu. You know, we took the baby to get our shots, and you know, after the after you get the shots, you, the, the kids get a little bit a little sick, so. She, you know, she wanted to, uh, when she's sick, she just wants to lay on me the whole time. So whenever she gets sick, I, you know, she just passes, you know, whatever nasty little virus she gets, she just passes it over to, to, to pops. So, you know, I thought we had the flu. Um, so, you know, we were sick for a few days thinking I just had the flu, you know, um, had a fever for only one. Um, it didn't, luckily it didn't hit us as hard as some other people, you know what I mean? We're, we're all still here and we're very fortunate. Um, but, you know, it was just – my the worst symptoms for me were was the body aches and the chills. You know, I felt weak, and I had body aches and the chills for about three days. So that was, like, March 13th. Um, starting around, like, the 15th, I uh, I found out that a, that an elderly gentleman that was at our game had passed away. We played the championship game on the 11th of March. Um, okay. I found out another dude another, – another guy that was there had um, – was hospitalized, you know, so now I'm like, whoa, you know, this is crazy coincidence. And then I found out that a couple of students that I was around on a um, on that Friday had also got to had went home and tested positive. So then I was like, yeah, I definitely got it because you know another assistant was sick, uh, his girlfriend was sick, so I, I knew I knew that I had it, you know, at that point. 
You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, damn. But I still couldn't get a test because there were no tests to be, you know, to be gotten. So I finally, you know, I I ended up getting tested. on. So I sort of from the 14th to like the 18th is when I was sick. You know, I was sick. Eva, Bella was sick. Those are my two kids. Um, So by the 18th, we were all feeling good. And I finally got a test on the 24th. So I went to the drive-up test they had here in Hamilton, um, which was pretty, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool that they got that that got that set up out here. Um, so I drive yeah. up, I get the test or whatever, and then they let me know. They let me know on this on like the, I think it was like 24 Friday the 30th, that you know I had tested positive for COVID. So I'm like, oh damn, you know. So I just assume everybody else has it too, had it or whatever. So, yeah. But I was symptom free since the 18th. So. Came come the thirtieth, they were like, you know, you you it pretty much you know ran its course with you. Um, you're you're good, you know. Mm-hmm. It pretty much ran its course, so you're good. This then the third. So then I reached out to you know this research company, this research place up in uh up in Syracuse, to so I could donate my you know some plasma, maybe some antibodies to help people out. So I drove up That's there, cool. probably on like April first to get tested again, and then they. You know, they, they called me back a couple of days. You know, their test took a little bit, you know, was, was shorter than the other one. Called me back a couple of days later. I was like, yeah, you're good to go. You can donate. So I was psyched about that. You know, I, I'm, I can help somebody, you know, who, who can't fight the virus, you know. So that's where we okay. were with that. And then when I finally, they finally told me I was good and I went to the Red Cross. And then they was like, yeah, you, you know, asked me a million questions. And they were like, yeah, you can't donate because you lived in, you lived in Europe for over five years. And she said some technical term for it. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't even know what that means, you know. She's like, oh, like mad cow disease. You, you were exposed to mad cow disease. And I just started busting out laughing. I was like, are you serious? Mad cow disease. So it, it, was, it, was, it was, you know, it's crazy, man, this whole virus thing, because there's so much unknown. And, you know, we're very, very thankful that, you know, we're still here. and It didn't hit us as hard as, you know, some other people. You know, I know, I know you know, friends that I went to school with that have lost loved ones because of it, you know, and they were young, you know, so. It's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, a lot, a lot of the news is saying, oh, it's just the old people. Nah, man, it's, it's everybody, you know, it's, it's not. That's crazy. And just, and just, I mean, the, the whole entire, uh, quarantine, you, you, you realize how important it is because, you know, I know, you know, you, and I know who had it, and it, you, you kind of, people who are like freaking out, you're like, guys, like, you know, this is a joke. And I think a lot of people, it's just such a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy, man. It's it's, it's crazy because you never know, you know? Yeah. Well, that is crazy. And like, kind of like, I know I talked to a few guys who were playing overseas um, at the time or they were about to go. Have you talked to anyone do you know anyone who kind of went through a situation like that when the whole thing hit or either overseas or they got stuck there or they, you know, had to stay there or they lost out on a job maybe because of it? Um, I haven't. Uh, most of the guys that I knew that were over there, when it, when it broke out, they got on the first thing smoking, you know. Um, I yeah. just did find out that one of my, one of my, one of my homies was uh, – we just got home probably like earlier this month, end of the month. He was in, uh, he was actually in, in Japan and I guess he was like yeah. stuck over there. And then, you know, he, he, but he wasn't tripping about it. You know, I think, you know, I think he was fine with it, understanding that, you know, this is what it is and you don't want to come home and not know and, and get somebody else sick. So, you know, he was, he was yeah. pretty good with it, but everybody else that I knew had gotten home from it. 
Um, and, and, and you know, everybody's lost a job because of this. Apparently, you know, it's 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 hitting people everywhere. And kind of like going off of that, do you think um, do you think that the overseas basketball market will like fully recover from like like you would probably share stories all day about you know money issues and things like that. So when something like this hits, hits they have the finances the NBA does. And some of these, do you think some of these leagues will be able to survive this whole entire thing? Um, yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, I think so. I mean, I, th- then again, I don't know because a lot of it is sponsor based, you know, over there. And yeah. if the sponsors aren't getting the money, then how can the club survive? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's going to be interesting. I think you know it's gonna it's gonna take a while to to build it back up. I mean, some of the the more stable, you know, bigger teams might be okay. But, you know, if you're a, you're a car, you know, sponsor and you're sponsoring a team, you're not selling any cars right now. You're not doing too much <laughs> of anything. You're not making any cars. You're not selling any cars. So, you know, like those teams are, are, are in trouble, you know, and, and it's and it's hard, man. It's, this thing is, has hit everybody hard. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, the American economy, but, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's all over the world. I mean, Italy's shut down for a while. Probably yeah, more so yeah, than- yeah. Actually, uh, back to that, you know Juan Juan Fernandez that played at um, that played at Temple. He's he's stuck over there. You know him, his wife, and his kids are stuck over there. Um, and wow. I had met his wife this summer when we went on our Italy trip this summer. She was our tour guide. You know, she came down and she you know she ran our tours and, and everything like that. And so we had, you know Matt had already known them, but. And then, you know, we kept in touch. Every week we exchanged uh, Instagram and, and numbers and all that. So we all kept in touch. So I've been following mm-hmm. her, seeing how they're doing over there, because they're they're actually, they're stuck. You know, they're stuck over there. They can't get back. Yeah. So, you know, that, that you know, and they're just locked in the house. Over there, it's different. You know, they're not letting you out. You, you no, know, you can't go yeah. out. You know, people here, <laughs> people here are still out, hanging out, you know, doing doing things like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Like that's kind of move. Yeah, it's like kind of yeah. Thing. I know it's it's one thing because playing overseas, I feel like guys like you know who played overseas are so used to uh, this whole entire thing. Like, is there something new to you? Do you think you can adapt more to social distancing than say someone who's you know out in the bat all the time? Do you think it's easier for a guy who's played overseas and kind of Um, I, I don't think it's easier. Um, you know, I think dependent, like if you got, like I got my family here, so it's, it's fine. It's the gift and the curse, you know, <laughs> to, to have your family around. But, you know, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's been fine for us. You know, we just been keeping to the house. Not that many people up in Hamilton anyway. And, you know, I played in places that were, uh, that were smaller than Hamilton, you know, where they didn't speak English. So, you know, this is, this is fine for me. Like you said, playing overseas, uh, you, you know, you're, you're used to – you don't have a whole lot of time to do a whole lot of things except, you know, your craft. Um, yeah. You, you, you know, you go to practice in the morning, you come back, you sitting in your couch resting up because, you know, you got to go back in the afternoon. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So that's – you know, that's basically what it is. Uh, I just wish I, I could get somewhere and, 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 you know, throw some weights around a little bit. But, you know, other than that, it's it's been fine. And the, and the weather up here is not good, so that's what's been killing me because 
I could I could get a lot of a lot of miles in during this time, but the weather up here is so cold. You know, I don't have any eligibility left, so I'm really not trying to go out there and, and really force the issue in this cold. You know, snow four times out of out of in ten days. You know, so I'm really not trying to go do any of that. Crazy, it's nuts. Because um, what are you five out? What is been probably like four five hours? Yeah, about four hours. About four hours, four and a half, depending on traffic. But like four hours, not not too bad. Straight down the uh, northeast, you know, extension. Yeah, it's just not like I mean, today it was cold, but you know, it's seventy degrees and stuff. Like half the time you're like, it's, this is what yeah. this is yep. the thing. I agree. 
Now, uh, again, if you're just tuning in, uh, talking a little bit, this is the match of zone here, talking a little overseas basketball today. Uh, Mike Slade, uh, University of Pennsylvania, the assistant coach at Colgate University, and uh, also played 11 years overseas. Mike, let's kind of get into it. You know, obviously, when you say it and you're repeating it and you're like, okay, talking to Mike Jordan, is it something where, like, people are like, wait, what? Do you, is that get annoying to you, like, the, having someone with, with that famous name that, like, you know, you share that famous name with? Is that, does that, does that become, like, tough, or did that almost make you, like, a bigger Jordan fan? Um, for me, it didn't, it didn't bother. Jordan was, like, always my favorite player. Um, mm. you know, uh, you know, just having the same name, um, I didn't, I didn't play, I played football when I was little, uh-huh. was my favorite sport at the time, you, you know what I mean? So I used to get teased a lot because I played football instead of basketball. And then when I started playing basketball, I was trash. So everybody would be like, oh my God, you got that name and you can't play, you know, you garbage. <sighs> It's, it's so, like, you know, like, I, I got teased a lot with that. It, it didn't bother me. Um, or, or it, you know, when I was younger, maybe. And then I say by the time I got to, uh, you know, AFS, I, I switched to number 23. You know, a couple of seniors were like, man, you got to rock 23 and this, that, and the third. So I started to embrace it after a while. I guess the only thing that, that, that gets to be annoying sometimes is when people are like uh, the real, you know, Michael Jordan or, you know, yeah. not you, the real one. And I'm just uh-huh. like, yo, if I hit you with, if I jab you in your nose, it's, you know, you're going to feel it. You're going to know that yeah. it's real, you know? So it's like, I don't, I don't mind the other or this, that, but the real, you know, when they're like the real Michael Jordan, I'm like, yo, come on dog. Like I'm standing right in front of you. You know what I mean? So, how am I not, how am I not real? You know, that's just yeah. disrespectful. You know? Well, you know, what pisses me off. Like I never had a problem. And, you know, I started my career and you type in Kevin Owens and you're going to get me. And now you type in yeah, Kevin yeah. Owens, fucking Kevin Owens, the wrestler comes like now people are like, <laughs> oh, like that's just like the wrestler. Like, oh, he's just like yeah, me. You can't, you, you can't Google me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the, I, the, other, the other guy's going like, to come up. If you, if, you yeah, Google, yeah. if you Google Michael Jordan, like that, it's, you know, you're going to get, even if you Google like your full name, it's still you still get be... the other guy, so yeah, yeah, and that's funny because uh, on that on my Wikipedia page it says like I changed, I started to want to be called Mike Jordan, Michael Hakeem, or something like that, and I never did that. You know, that was just like when I played in Spain my first year, and you know the Spanish guys got like seven names. You know, I had a teammate yeah. we called him Javi. <laughs> I never knew his real name for for a whole season. You know, I'm sitting there thinking uh, his name is Javi, and it's like. His name's his name's like uh like uh Manuel or something, you know what I mean? The whole year. So it's like, you know, Javier, Manuel, Jose, you know, so that's what they started doing when they put my name in the book. They just put our, our middle names in the book. And then you know, that just kind of you know, people just kinda of ran with that and I was just like, Oh, okay, all right, I'll just let it let it be. But that's that's pretty funny, man. Because like like you said, when you share the same name with somebody that that's famous, you know, you you can't you know, it's just all about them all the time. It is, and it sucks, too, because we're, like, you know, for our body of work, like, you you know, 11-year professional football player, and, you know, when you Google that, it's come up, you should have recognition, 
it's almost Man. like it's overshadowed. <laughs> I can't, even, I can't even get a blue check on Twitter or Instagram, man. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I don't That's know about you, but I, I can't even get a blue check on Twitter or Instagram. They deny me, man. I'm, I, and I'm, I see some guys with it. I'm like, hold on, man. I play more years than him. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dog. Like, so it's it's crazy, man. It's it's it's, it's wild out here. Well, I'm almost at the point right now where I'm starting to embrace. Wrestler because listen, plus WWE. I like, you know, Even as a, when I was playing overseas, now that I'm, you know, that I that I've retired playing, I haven't been keeping up with it as much as I w- want to. Yeah. I, so I, I haven't. I mean, yeah, it's just I, I, you know, with the the kids and everything, I, I don't get a, get a chance to to watch it as much. You know, I, I uh, watch more film and play more Madden than I do uh, WWE. Uh, but you know, and then you know when they, uh, it's, it's kind. Of, you know, The Rock and those guys, Stone Cold, uh, yeah. Shawn Michaels, you know, that's that's my era right there. So once yeah. those guys kind of got, you know, Flair, Nature Boy, all those guys, once they kind of got out of it, you know, I, I haven't really been into it. Like if I if it's on and, I, and I'm in front of the TV, I'll definitely check it out. I, I may start yeah. watching some of the pay-per-views again. But I, I don't think I even know any of those guys anymore, you know? It's tough. Like I looked at, I had to look up Kevin Owens, and I'm like, he, it's like the opposite of me. He's like short, he's fat, <laughs> like like not at all. I'm like, this guy is like the complete opposite. If he was like tall, like the Undertaker, I'd be like, all right, I can get the yeah, guy. Yeah, right, right. He doesn't right. even look like a wrestler. This is me off. I'm like, this is me <laughs> hey, he's got. I bet he's got a blue check. <laughs> Blue check for sure. There's no way I'm ever getting a blue check. Nah, kind of man, going I back. can't even get verified, y'all. <laughs> Mike, you've, you've been on 16 different teams, which is a crazy amount. It's awesome. You know, 11 years, 16 teams you've experienced. Man, 16? Jeez. Nobody wanted me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because I always think, like, you know, you can play on a lot of teams, and it's because I feel like you get. You, you know, you I, you've probably gone through this where you go through a season and you're kind of getting towards the end and that you almost like a bigger team kind of comes and is like, listen, we need you for the like, I know that's like a big thing. Like, like you know, there, it's like, hey, let me here. Because seasons are different. Yeah, I've, but like, I've been involved in a couple of spots where I have replaced an injured guy. I came over, replaced mm-hmm. the injured guy. He came back, and then I replaced it. Since I'm over there, you know, once you get over there, then you can start to – because it's easier to travel throughout Europe than to come back home and then yeah. try to fly back over there. You know what I mean? A team is definitely willing to bring you in if it's a $50 flight, you know, a $100 flight 
instead of a thousand dollar fight. You know, you know what I mean. Yep. So there were there were um, there were teams where I had played for an injured guy and then got picked up from another team where somebody maybe went down or they released somebody, something like that. Then there were times where I got released, you know, and then switched teams. So, you know, that that the year that we won the championship in Cologne, I played on three different teams that year. So I played. Wow. I started off in Artland. I, I got released from Artland. I went down to Latvia, and then I got bought out of my contract in Latvia, and then I came back mm-hmm. to Germany, finished out the year in Cologne, and that's when I played with Gortat and all those guys oh, who won yeah. the championship. Yeah, yeah. So that year alone, I played for three teams. You know, my, my last year, I played for two teams. Um, the year before that, I played for two teams. So I would start like half a year on one team and then go to another team. And I did that a lot towards the end of my career, um, mm-hmm. you know, just to start. I was, you know, subbing for somebody. And sometimes, you know, I just got released. It didn't work out. And then I go finish yeah. the season somewhere else. Like I started the season in Belgium, finished in Greece. You know, I started in Germany, West Germany. I mean, East Germany, finished in West Germany my last year. Um, so it was, it was, it was a couple of spots like that. And then that one year I played, for, you know, three different teams. That's great. Now, which of those, like, you know, you have all these experiences, which was the craziest experience that you've ever, like craziest thing that's ever happened when you were playing overseas basketball? Like, what was that one story where you're like, this, I can't believe this has happened. Cause like currently I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, putting out a book and, you know, getting that kind of completed and stuff. And I'm just thinking of all these stories. And that's why I decided to write the book because I was like, there's so many crazy things that happen. And, like, I feel like when you start, yeah. it's like the stories are, uh, you know, a lot funnier. So, like, my story is, is like, definitely going to be funnier because, you know, I wasn't, you know, the top, <laughs> like, so, like, when you kind of, when, like, the, your stories might not be as, as like crazy as mine, just because like, you know, you're better. <laughs> but I, I don't have any like super crazy stories. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I would say is I played the craziest thing that, that probably happened to me was, and this was like insane, you know, like I played in decent places where, you know, you got paid all the time. I heard some horror stories about guys not getting paid. Um, you know, my first year in Spain, I was playing in Spain, and we were in a good good situation. But my man, Lester Earl, I don't know if you remember Lester Earl. He was like a McDonald's All-American back in, you know, 96 with Kobe and Tim Thomas, all those guys. He ended yeah. up being over there, and he played for another squad that was in the, you know, on, in, on his, 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 it was a Spanish colony in Africa, Malilia, I think the name of it was. And he played there. And he was telling me they didn't get paid for like three, four months. You know what I mean? And that was that was just crazy to me that they can go that long, you know, four or five months, and then you just wouldn't get paid. I'm like, how are you living, dog? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. are you, how are you living? But personally, I've never played in a spot where, you know, um, where you didn't you didn't get your money. Um, but the craziest, my one of my craziest experiences, and I and I tell this to my players all the time, was when I was in Greece and I played for Pauk, and we were playing Aris which is the rival, which is the rival team. And the, their, their towns, you know, are as close as probably, you know, Penn and Drexel, you know, that's how close they are, you know, you know, maybe a little bit further, but not that, not that far apart. And we played them the last game of the season. And if we lost, we was going to go get relegated. And so the, and they didn't allow any of, any of Aris fans in the gym. So it was just all Pal fans. And when I tell you that gym was packed, 
dog. It was standing room only, packed. They were throwing stuff on the court, man. They were throwing ton paper, you know, pennies, whatever on the court. The whole court was full of like toilet paper and receipt roll paper, you know, some stuff that they threw down on the streamers that they threw on the court. We couldn't, so we didn't start this game. This took it took us probably about thirty thirty minutes to start the game because they had to clean it. Once they cleaned it, they threw stuff on the floor again. Then they cleaned <laughs> it, but you know where they're gonna put it. So they put it all on the sideline, you know, and then at one point I'm taking the ball out on the sideline and, and it's like really, really warm, you know. The damn paper is on fire because, you know, they got them flares that they have at the soccer games and stuff. Yeah. So, yo, man, it was it was insane, yo. Like I was just like I've never been in a situation like that, you, you know what I mean? And you know how passionate those, those fans are. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we ended up losing, but we didn't go down because another team lost. So we were kind of safe because, you know, my teammates were saying, like, yo, if if we go down, they're going to, like, try to fight us. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn. You know, like, <laughs> like you know, and I, I had, you know, my they told me before the game. So I had my, I had my little, my little, my little uh, souvenir bat, you know, the, you know, those little tiny yeah, yeah. bats that was about, like, like you know, like fifteen inches. I had that in my in my bag, and I had a little, a little. You know, I had some brass knuckles in my bag too. You know, just in case it went down after the game. Like you know, what I mean, like I was gonna take a couple people out with me. You, you know yep. what I'm saying? So, but you know, luckily it never came to that because uh, you know we stayed in in the first division. But you know, I, I was ready because those fans were wild and crazy, and you, you never knew what was gonna happen if you go down. You know. What, didn't no. have any security so that, for that you guys it. over there? What'd you say, John? Yeah, but security security is you know is 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 we're their team, and if yeah. we go down, they piss too. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you, got brass you got brass knuckles in your bag. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, Yo, that's pretty shady. I, I, I went, like it. Yeah, hey, I went to the store. I got me one of those fifteen fifteen inch like little Louisville Slugger souvenir bats. <laughs> and I got me some brass knuckles, dog. And I was like, yo, if I'm going out, I'm taking some of these cats out with me because you, you're not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going down like that. So that was probably my craziest situation that, you know, just the crowd being crazy and, and the aftermath that could have happened. But, you know, luckily nothing went down. So What's crazy because, like, I feel like that's kind of a – that's like a staple all through the Balkans. Like going from Greece all the way up, like Serbia, and because I played in Kosovo and like Albania and all those countries, like they're oh just, wow, they're crazy. And like I have like similar yeah. stories about Kosovo, like they're throwing flares on the court and we're and like players, yeah man, yeah. It's, it's crazy because like as a player, like an American, we're like, what the fuck is going on here? And as a yeah, as yeah. like <laughs> their players are just like yeah, just you know, just ignore yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, right. Don't worry about it. You cool. Guys, you cool. Like yeah. What what was the worst? Like was there like one country <clears throat> where when you went, you were like, uh, that's when we need to bring the brass knuckles because you know I never played overseas basketball. This is a, really fascinating yeah. to me. But like, what was it like for both of you guys? What was like the country where you were like, you kind of like. Uh, really worried about getting over there? Um, for me, let me see. For me, it was, I, I told, I, I've been to pretty decent places. I, I would say the one place that was a little different for me uh, 
there are two. You know, I, I played in I played in Latvia, mm-hmm. and eighty they say eighty percent of the population lives in the capital, which is Riga, and then the twenty percent is you know spread out throughout the country. Um, it was it's like you know old SS, old you know USSR, um, and I was in a hotel and they were trying to find me an apartment, and the apartment they showed me was like. You know, it was like the, the projects that, you know, if you've seen the projects in, in the States, it's like the projects, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, nah, I'm not living, nah, I'm going to stay in that hotel because I'm not living in this zone, yo. You know what I mean? Like, I don't speak the language. It gets dark at 2 o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, nah, they're not going to jam me up in this zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was like, you know, like, in the states, it's a, little, it's, it's a little different. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the projects, but it was like a, a project in another country. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not doing that. We not, we not, we not. It's not that type of party. You're not going. No, no, no. And that was the joint where, you know, I'd have been, you know, like I'd have been, you know, I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm like, nah, this ain't gonna work. I went during the daytime. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, it's just a probably like, you know, probably like like a low income area over there. I guess you, you know what I'm saying. But it was just, it got dark at 2 o'clock. It was, you know, one hallway, you know, tiny elevator. Nah, we're not I, doing that. I'm picturing uh, that movie, Hostel. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, nah, I'm, I'm not doing that. And then, um, you know, I was in, I played in Eastern eastern Germany uh, mm-hmm. one, one for half a season. And uh, one night I, I'm driving to go to... Uh, so I'm going to the Shell, you know, Shell gas station to get me, you know, some drinks, you know what I mean? Give me some drinks, some some white chocolate Twix, you know. So I'm, I drive down to the John. I pull up, and I'm about to get out. And don't you know, car pulls up, four bald-haired white dudes with leather jackets get out. And I all tatted up. I'm like, yeah, not tonight. I just I ended up. I started my start my car and just went back to the crib. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yo, I, I pull up to the gas station and some skinheads pull up. Yo, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm yeah. out of here, dog. So I, you know, so those are the spots and you know that I've been. But Germany overall is great. Just that, you know, just that that one night was was a little high for me because you know I've never never encountered them up that close. You know, you know what I'm saying? Where they were just mm-hmm. right there. So yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a moron. I'm by myself. I'm getting back to my. I'm I'm starting this car back up and I'm going home. You know, <laughs> that's crazy. There's like there, and that's like I feel like there's Europe is a crazy place. It's the most beautiful place. And like and like you probably did the same thing. There's like when I go, I always. Google like where I'm going. I want to see what it looks like. I want to see you know everything. When I Google, yeah, 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 like, yeah, for sure. I go to Rusrovic and I was like, all right, this looks good. And I pull up and we pull up into the uh, and like we're going up and there's like graffiti all over the walls and it just I don't know why that struck me so odd. I just remember seeing graffiti like not not like all over like on windows on everything and it just looked dilapidated. And like you know, you're like this is the thing that's paying me like all this money, and it just like you get a little freaked <laughs> out. Like, like you're expecting this like wonderful thing, and then you there's you know, this scenario, and I'm like, this is a little, 
wild, dog. It's, it's it's wild, you know. But it's like you said, it's it's. I had a a, a a wonderful experience, you know what I mean. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for for anything, you know. I think uh, I, I was fortunate enough to get paid to play basketball and to be over there and see all those different countries and experience, you know, the things that I've experienced. So you know, I it was a great experience. And if anybody has the opportunity to to go overseas and play. I'll say take that take that chance. You know what I mean? Because you're getting paid to play basketball. You get to see the world. You make new friends. You get to experience different cultures, meet all different types of people, taste all different types of food. You know, um, it's just a, a wonderful experience. And you know, why why wouldn't you do that when you know you, you're going to play basketball for free anyway? You know what I'm saying? Was there any? Say that, say that again. <laughs> Just make sure you bring the brass knuckle. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey. I was, hey, once my teammates told me that. Now, I don't know if they was joking around with me, but I wasn't taking no chances. <laughs> so, Mike, like, back into it, like, you know, you just described like, this, you know, overseas basketball. What was the most enjoyable experience, like, from top to bottom in terms of, like, living situation, teammates, you know, basketball oh, situation? Right? What was your situation? Um, I would say uh, Spain was great, uh, Italy was great, and then my, you know my time in Germany was 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 awesome as well. So you know those three places, you know top to bottom by far, were were fantastic. Um, I would have to say I have to probably give Germany the nod um, as being my favorite place, just because I it, it, you know, I won a championship there. I won two championships there. Um, mm-hmm. Play for. You know, when I won those championships, I was with two two great clubs. You know, I played in Cologne um, and in Artland. You know, played with two great great clubs. So, you know, and I when we went back this summer, we went to Germany to visit some friends, and we stayed in Cologne. But we drove up to where my old team was. We saw the president and 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 their fan, her family, and everything. So I would say Germany. You know, um, Germany has uh, it's probably my favorite place, um, but you know, closely followed by uh, Spain and, and Italy. That's awesome. Now, kind of going, switching gears, because, you know, you, now that you're a uh, collegiate basketball coach, <clears throat> uh-huh. and there's a lot of great things that you can kind of take being a player, especially a player. Like, I feel like that you're, it's instant credibility when someone looks and they're like, you know, hey, you played, you know, 11 years overseas. You played professional basketball for that long. Like, they're going to look at you as in like a high regard because, you know, you have coaches all the time. And I think at, at a young age, you're just kind of listening to everything that's said. But when someone comes in and they're like, I remember a guy, uh, you know, Jeff Billett, I watched him hit that yeah, shot. Uh-huh. In Berkeley, I remember Jeff. Yeah. And he uh-huh. became our coach. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, he's, you know, I watched him and it kind of gets that, the, the blood going. Do you, th- do you see that with some of your players now? Um, I, I, Kev, I, I think as we, you know, we were, we were, we came in a, in a, in a different era, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I make a joke to these guys all the time. I'm like, you guys got these smartphones to probably to, to, to figure out, go watch some film on how I used to get down. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, we, we grew up in a different era. Um, a lot of these guys, they, they, they don't know. Uh, um, and, you know, it's it's just different. You know, we 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 got coached differently um, than they did, uh, than they than they do, and uh, they are now. 
Um, so it's a different era. Um, I think that, you know, like, so, you know, you used to come down to the workouts in the summertime. When Aaron mm-hmm. McKee came in there, Eddie Jones, whatever they said, we soaked it up like a sponge. You know yep. what I'm saying? To whereas now it's not like that, I don't think, with, with, with the kids these days. I think they, you know, they and Donovan Mitchell had posted something, you know, on social media about it. It was like, yo, like, they they think they know it all. You know, some of them do. You know, some of them don't believe you. They they they, they need to know the why. And, you know, it's like when we came up, it wasn't – we didn't need to know the why. If, if you know, Pooh Allen said, yo, MJ, you got to do this and do that. I'm not saying yep. Pooh, why? I'm like, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mike, yeah. go stand over there in the corner. All right. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It wasn't no why, why, why I gotta go over there, why I gotta do that. It was just like, okay, who's done it? You know, he he he's done it. I've watched him do it. You know, he's done it at a high level. I'm gonna learn everything I can from him, and then use the stuff that he, you know, that he taught me. I'm gonna use that on other people. So, you know, and I think that's that's one of the things that's, that's different. It's just a different era. And, and and these guys are different, but I you know I got I, I could talk, I always tell them I can show you better than I can tell you. That's why I'm be trying to stay in shape. To be honest with you, Kev, so that they yeah. can't beat me. You know, so <laughs> as long as I can beat you, you gotta you gotta listen to me. So you if I can get out there and and, and and cook you, then you, yeah. you know what I mean. It still still holds a little bit of weight. So that's that's why I try to stay in shape, Kev, and I stay after it. So so they don't make me look you know so I can get out there and not look too bad out on the floor. <laughs> so Mike. Kind of going into that, does that ever does it ever make you mad? Like you talked about, like we're in a different era. Like you see, these kids in high school have 400 clips. They have highlight films that they're not even putting together. That all these like businesses and the, all these things are putting together. And there's highlight clips. They all have like thousands and thousands of followers on social media. And like it's just it's just a we didn't grow in the social media you know internet. Does it ever put you off? You know, like, you know, think about, like, how how many people would have known about me that didn't know about me if there was social media. Like, I know there's kids that, that even, like, kids that I'm sure you look at as a recruit, that it probably makes it so much easier that you see all these highlights and you hear about these kids pr- before you even see them. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, I don't I don't get mad or it doesn't make me sick about it. It's just the, the age that we're in. You know, you, yeah. we I talk I talk about it with guys that play, you know, with me and say, yo, you know, other assistant coaches that that I play with, you know, um, we we sit down, we we you know, we're on the road to each other, and we talk about you know how big AAU is now and how social media um, has has changed the game, and you can you know you can get your stuff out more, um, but you know it's just a sign of the times, and we always you know we we sit there and talk about like yo, could you imagine if we had this back when we played, you know what I'm saying, yeah. then it would have been different. But, you know, it's it's it's, it's a good thing for, for, for those kids. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely a, a good thing because, like you said, as a coach, as I'm recruiting, I can go find their highlights. I can find game film because it's all online. And mm-hmm. I can also find some some a lot more, a lot of stuff about them online as well that would be like yeah. red flags, like, yo, you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm on this kid's uh, – you know, Twitter account, and and he's saying this and that and the third, and then I'm, you know, I go check his Instagram, and he's posting this, that, and the third. And I'm like, mm, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not really gonna recruit that kid. So it's 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 good, you know, it's good that they can get the exposure, 
But mm-hmm. you know, it's also it's also bad that they can get that exposure, off you know too because some of it's not all always good. So they got to be careful with how they run you know their social media. Like you can't you can't tweet out and, and say certain things. You can't because you can't get it back. You know some of the things yeah. you can't get back. So yep. you know we we always you know as coaches, I'm I'm anybody I'm recruiting. I'm I'm all over your social media trying to see what what you what you doing, what you posting. You know things uh, like that, so you know it's it's definitely good, a, a very good thing um, for us to to be able to to monitor. And we, but you know, then again, our guys, we got to make sure that once they get here, that they're not posting things that's going to get them in trouble either. So, yeah, well, like so, kind of go. You you had made a good point. You kind of said uh, things are so different. You can't go back in the time, but like what would happen, you know, there's always those, because that's what comes down to, like, the Jordan, LeBron, Kobe argument all the time. Like, yeah. we, we didn't live in this era, so we didn't, and they didn't live in ours. But, like, and obviously, I, I mean, I think we're on both in agreement that Jordan is, I think Jordan's the best ever. But, like, a lot of people are like, well, LeBron's just a, a physical specimen. And I always think, like, if you put Jordan in this era, like, Jordan would be Jack, Jordan would be stronger, Jordan would be he, – but he'd still have that mentality. I just think it's just – it's hard to compare errors, but you have to – I think it's best – like, the biggest thing you have to compare is mentality. Like, you just got to compare yeah. mentality and compare, I, like, I, physically. I definitely uh, agree with you because if LeBron did play with, you know, with his athleticism and his – you know, he's – I mean, the dude's, dude's six – what nine two sixty five and he runs the floor, you know, like a like a two guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think he would have done well, you know, mm-hmm. in 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 a different era. You know, guys like him, you know, Jordan. I think they transcend eras. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think he would have done well. But like you said, it's the mentality of it. You know how how would he have reacted to getting punched in the face? While standing on the free throw line, you, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. That happened a lot. You, you know what I mean? Like getting slammed to the ground. And, and, I, and I'm not saying he he can't take it because he's a physical specimen. You know what I mean? He's a freak yeah. of nature. But how does how does he react to that? You know, to to that type of stuff. And like you said, Jordan had that killer mentality. And the crazy thing about it is, Kev, and I, and I tell people this all the time, is like when when I played, and they're going to say, oh, you, you, oh, hey, you hate me, you know what I mean? But it's the truth, you know? When I played, playing hard wasn't a skill. Yep. Everybody played hard. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now you can get drafted by having a high motor. That boggles my mind. I, I've seen guys get drafted, and their bullet points were high motor, uh, you know, plays hard, you know, makes winning plays. And it's like, yo, like, when I was playing, you had to do all that. Like, that was a given. You, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Whereas now, it's a skill. So that's my thing with, with the whole Jordan thing. And, uh, you know, I might be biased. I, I, I doubt it, but, you know, people could say I'm biased. But I just, I just think he's, for me, you know, his, I think Kobe's top five player ever. Yep, you know same. what I mean? And so Kobe had his game after Jordan. You, you feel mm-hmm. me? Yeah. 
So there are a lot of people out there say Kobe's the Kobe's the greatest of all time. How? And this is no disrespect to Dean, but he's one of my favorite guys. He might be two, you know, for me. You know what I'm saying? But if he patterned his game after MJ, doesn't that make automatically make MJ one if Kobe two? Is, you know what I mean? Yeah. If Kobe's one for anybody, doesn't that make MJ one because Kobe patterned his game? I'm talking about the walk, the talk, the yep. the way they chew gum, like everything, dog. It's it's crazy. So you know what I mean? And then that that Jordan just had that that killer mentality. Whereas, and I think uh-huh. today's game, a lot of these kids are are more. They don't want people to hate them. You, you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. don't want to be disliked. Whereas I think in our our era, we, we I don't care if you like me or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I I don't care if you like me or not. But we kept it, you know, between the lines because yep. you know you're Jeff's brother. But when you came down to play at the Palestra and you was on the opposite team of me, you my man. Yeah. I'm not trying to lose to you. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So if you if you set a dirty screen on me, I was tackling you. Yeah. <laughs> but then after the game, we was cool again. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and, and we go grab some lunch, and it's all fine. And then we back at the gym later playing, and I'm, you know, you throwing elbows, I'm jumping on your back for rebounds again, you know. But, you know, it, it was never personal between the lines. And, yep. you know, we could still we could still be friends, you know, and, and once yep. the game was over. And I think now all these guys are like, you know, buddy, buddy, on and off the court. Yeah, I agree. It's a different game. And kind of talking about, you know, Kobe, obviously you know Kobe uh, well, play with him in AU, uh, play with him a lot. So did you notice that even from a young age, like, the, you know, the swag, like, he was saying, did you see that kind of like, like, oh, he's, you know, he's got it. This, this kid is going to be, this kid's going to be legit. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, from a, from a young, like, once, this is the crazy thing, because when Cole came to play for, when he first started down Sunny Hill, he played for my, he played on, on our team in Germantown, and he was shooting up all the balls all the time, you know what I mean? And so we, we you know, we had some guys that was like, no, dog, you can't, you ain't going to just come on our team, because, you know, Germantown, we're off in the same area and everything. You're not going to come on our team and just keep shooting the ball all the time. You know what I mean? So he ended up switching to, I think, uh, West Philly. He ended up playing for West Philly after that. But, you know, we still we, – we, we played on the Sunny Hill freshman team, Sunny Hill all-star team, the freshman, sophomore, junior senior. And just seeing him, like, he will always be working on his game and, and stuff like that. And you knew he was special because he was the one the one of the few young guys that was giving the old heads work. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he was giving guys work that were, like, established, very good big five players, very good NBA players. You know what I mean? So – we saw him doing that to guys at a, at a young age, and I just was like, yo, this dude is special. You know what I mean? Like he's he's legit. So you know, you knew from from a very from a very young age that he was gonna be special. That's awesome. Mike, you've seen him against guys that you thought were great. Yeah. But what you talked about this a little bit before? What you young player who's you know? Say it again. Breaking up again, Cass. Oh, sorry. What advice do you have for like calling you Kevin Riley? <laughs> <laughs> what advice do you got to have for young? What do you? What one piece of advice? For a, a guy? Would you say a young guy now that's just starting to play basketball, or you mean just? It's, it's, it's up ahead overseas. Like maybe a guy in your team that's like 
you know, wants to give it a try. What, what, what um, my, my one advice to him was, was to, to be professional. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to, to be professional. You know, go and handle your business and work on your craft, you know, and, and be professional. And to also, when you get out there, don't don't be on quarantine when you get out there, you know? Like, yeah. experience some things, you know? Make, make some life experiences, you know, meet new people, try new foods, you know, uh, you know, make, make some experiences because you don't know how long you have, you know, you don't know yeah. how long you'll be able to play over there. You know, you don't know how long you'll be breathing, honestly, not to, you know, be so, you know, morbid about it, but like, you don't know when your time is coming and you don't know when your career is going to stop. So when you get over there, take full advantage of it. You know, I smack myself in the, in the head all the time because I should be fluent in German. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But, I'm not. I know a little bit. I can read it. You know, when we went over there, I was fine. I can read it and, and you know, directions and all that stuff. But, like, I should have been fluent. You know, I spent so much time over there, you know, and I'm disappointed in myself that I'm not. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I would say go over there and make some life experiences. Don't don't stick to don't, – don't stay in your comfort zone. You know, get out. Go see some things. You know, go, go experience some things because uh, – you know, they have a lot to offer over there. You know, I was in Spain. I went to a, a bullfight. You know, and it was it was weird. You know, but it was it was awesome experience. You know what I'm saying? But I felt bad for the bull. You know, and all that. But it was it was an awesome experience, and it was something that I, I would never have gotten to do if I didn't play overseas. You know. So you know, you got to take advantage of the opportunity and and tons of life experiences while you're out there. I love it. Mike, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, hey, man, thanks again, for having me, dog. I appreciate you. This is great. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. That was great. And, uh, again, Mike Jordan, 11-year pro, uh, overseas basketball, professional basketball, and uh, current uh, assistant coach at Colgate University. Thanks, Mike. All right, man. Appreciate it. Nice to meet All you, brother. Right. All right, man. Take care. Thanks. All right, John. First uh, – First uh, go around producing. How yeah, not so, not so bad, brother. We got some people out there on Facebook. We're streaming through Facebook through uh, through. Uh, I got an iMac over here, and there's people popping in and out. You know, uh, we got Nick Lamp out there, and uh, uh, Mr. Jeff Heller. You remember him, principal at the oh, school yeah. for a little bit? Yeah, he's checking in, saying, "Hey, what's up?" Uh, Mikey Klaus was uh, hey. saying, "Hey, what's going on?" He was enjoying the. Uh, the discussion, but uh, yeah, I think for our first run, pretty good. I got some good ideas, and maybe we can prove some of this stuff as uh, as we move on through the next few weeks. Well, I'm on Instagram live, and I've uh, my one my, my closest friend sitting on there tearing me apart, telling me that I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, brother, we we gotta fix that. We gotta fix that Ethernet over your house. Mike was right about that. We gotta. I think uh, there's something going on with up. that. Yeah, that signal. It was just going in and out like a signal might, because uh, Mike, uh, Mike Jordan, he was clear as day, the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see if, if, if it's mine, but, uh, you know, maybe uh, we can work on that. Maybe throw an Ethernet cable in there. Uh, maybe move your router, and that'll clear you up a little bit. But uh, other than that, man, great discussion. Really uh, enlightening for me to hear about the brass knuckles in the bag, you know, like yeah. – that's not, that's something you think about, but I guess if you're over in Latvia and there's guys rolling up with, uh, you know, leather jackets, bullet heads, and uh, tattooed up, 
yeah, you might want to uh, be a little extra careful about where you're at and uh, who you're talking to. It's crazy. I mean, there's just there's a lot of places, like, especially in the Balkans, like all through that area, the fans are, are in a different level. Like they just they they I don't know if there's nothing to do, but they just are in a different level. Crazy over there, and the flares and throwing stuff. It's crazy. That kills me. So tell me, they're lighting flares indoors, like and throwing flares onto the court. We had the one the one championship for the cup we were playing in. They threw flares all over the court. My teammates were just kicking them all on the side, like they were like like this is so normal for them. They're just kicking. Like, them how off how does the place not burn down? <laughs> yeah, just like I don't know, because I guess they kick off long enough, and then the, the people on the sideline would just pick them up and. Lord knows what they do from there. Throw them back in the crowd. You, Who knows? You know, it's funny you hear about the, the craziness of, like, the, the soccer mob mentality. And uh, that's kind of, like, widely known throughout the world. But you, yeah. this is the first I've ever hear, heard about it with basketball. Uh, so that was really interesting for, for me to hear, you know, that, the, that at least over in Europe there's that mentality over there as well. It's crazy. Like, soccer hooligans. Like they're the the basketball hooligans are a real thing. Like they're crazy. Yeah. Like I had no clue. No. Yeah. Well, that was good. And, uh, yeah. We will hit this up again, uh, guys. Thanks so much for joining in, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. And, uh, join us here in the match of talking about these basketball. We'll be back next week. A big thank you to John Hunt, DJ John Hunt LLC. Check him out on Facebook. Uh, and on Instagram, and if you ever need someone to, uh, you know, be a, uh, hop in, hit them up. That's business. Hey, John. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. I look forward to working with you in the next few weeks while we're all quarantined up, man. Sounds good. All right, guys. Until next week, peace out. We'll see you then. My real friends never hearing from me Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me That's why I pick and choose I don't get you confused I got a small circle I'm not with different crews